Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 99, 99, I cannot believe it, 99, I like saying that, (laughs) of the Stevie Said Social podcast. Today I'm actually going to be answering a question that I get all the time, which is, how the hell do I build an audience of people to sell to? Because every single marketer ever says you need to build an audience of people to sell to. And then the people say, but how? That is what I'm going to be covering in today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in just under two years, I quit my corporate job, grew an audience of tens of thousands online using social media and podcasting, and used my platform to build a wildly successful online business selling courses and digital products. Now, here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to launch and grow your online business. All you need is Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way. This show is dedicated to showing you how I did it and how you can too. Welcome to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Ready to get started and create your own online course or digital product? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist now for the ultimate how-to guide. Now, building your audience, I get it, guys. It can be so frustrating when you're just starting out, right? It can feel overwhelming. It can feel frustratingly slow. Every new email subscriber, every new follower is just like a yes, and it can really seem plain difficult to do. Before I dive into today's episode, what I really want to get across is that whether you are just starting out now 
or you're kind of looking to build a larger audience. So you've already started building an audience, but you're looking to build a larger one. It's really useful to understand and remember that absolutely everyone starts from scratch. You, me, Gary V, that rhymes, Joe Rogan, Kim Kardashian, everybody, right? We all start with zero followers. We all start with zero email list and zero customers and clients. The most important thing when it comes to building an audience is that you commit to it and that you start. Everybody starts somewhere. So what we're going to cover is three ways that you can build your audience, whether you're starting from scratch or you're ready to take your audience growth to the next level. So let's dive in straight in. I realized I rabbited on a little bit in last week's podcast episode. So I'm going to start getting to the meat and potatoes meat and potatoes (laughs) a little bit earlier this time. So there's three approaches that you can take when it comes to growing your audience. Number one is that you can build your audience. So brick by brick, follower by follower, email subscriber by email subscriber, you are doing the hard yards to build your audience. The second approach that you can take is to borrow your audience. So going out to other people that already have existing audiences and uh, working with them, collaborating with them. And the third way that you can grow your audience is to buy your audience. And when I say buy your audience, I don't mean buy a million followers on Instagram or buy somebody's email list. I mean using paid advertising, paid uh, influencers, paid means of uh, getting in front of new audiences. So let's dive into each of the three different ways that you can grow your audience, building your audience, borrowing your audience and buying your audience. So the first way that you can go about building your audience is by building your audience. Okay. And so really the crux of this is something that I am all about, which is content marketing. So content marketing, you should know, is providing really useful, valuable content that consistently builds your know, like, and trust factor over time. Now, this is also called organic marketing, right? So it's all uh, marketing that you're basically not paying for. So it's organic. It's happening naturally. Now, the way that I recommend uh, starting out is by building your audience. Okay. That is why every marketer says build your audience. It is the best way to attract a group of people in a really non-salesy way. So you're not going out with, you know, a push message. So that traditional form of marketing, which is, you know, traditional advertising where it's just talking about your product that everybody is over. And it is instead kind of leading with value. So you're providing educational tips and tricks and you're giving your best advice away for free without ever being concerned that you're giving too much away because it ultimately positions you as the authority in your space, as the person who knows what they're talking to or talking about, sorry, and as the person that really when somebody needs someone with your expertise, they're going to come to you because they know that you are the person for them. So when it comes to this style of marketing, What I don't recommend is getting caught up in what I call shiny object syndrome, okay? So that is uh, looking at all of the different platforms out there and all of the different opportunities out there and 
in, you know, this day and age, I sound like an 80 year old woman when I say that, but in this day and age, it really is kind of like drinking from a fire hose when you think of all of the different options out there. You know, there's LinkedIn and TikTok and uh, Facebook and blogging and podcasting and YouTubes and uh, YouTubes. I definitely sound like an 80 year old woman. <laughs> um, there's so many different options out there, right? And so, it can uh, kind of get a little bit overwhelming and you can start to think that you need to be everywhere. You do not. And in fact, you're actually going to have better success if you put your uh, your blinders on and you focus on two things when it comes to building an audience. One core content channel and one social media platform. Now you are allowed to take the blinkers off and look at other ones, but only when you have those two up and running, firing, getting all of the leads and sales that you want it to. And if you aren't at that point yet with uh, any of the platforms that you're looking at or that you're currently using, maybe you're on too many, right? And you're doing all of them in a really kind of half-assed way. So what I recommend, for example, for me, I have podcasting as my core content platform. So I release one podcast every week. I make sure that it is killer content and I don't get sidetracked. Now, in the early days, did I get sidetracked? Yes, I was, you know, looking at starting up a YouTube channel and I was writing blog posts and I was doing all of the things and it meant that I wasn't doing my one thing really, really well. Okay. So one core content channel and then one social media platform. So for me, that is Instagram. For you, it might be Facebook. It might be something else. That is where the people, your people are hanging out, right? Everybody is on their phone scrolling for better or for worse. And so you need to be where they are. Now, having one core content channel and one social media platform actually makes your life really easy because a lot of the content that you'll put on your social media platform will just be repurposed content from your core content channel. Have a look at what I do with my podcast and then with my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, go over and do that just for the purposes of this. So at Stevie Says Social. And what you'll find is that this podcast episode, depending on when you listen to it, will have a couple of different posts on Instagram that basically summarize the content in this podcast episode. So all I'm really doing is creating one podcast episode a week. And then from there, I'm creating, you know, Instagram posts and emails and all of the things. Now, doing that consistently is how you grow your audience by building, right? So you just need to do that step by step, week in, week out. And you need to realize that it is something that you need to do for the long term. It's not something that you do for three months and then wonder why the hell things aren't working for you. Just to give you some context, when I first started my business, I was doing blog posts, right? So I was writing these epic blog posts every single week, opened up an Instagram account. So it took me almost a year of posting every single week and being on Instagram, you know, all the time to build an audience of a thousand followers. And I think my email list was pretty small at that point too, right? And so it gave me time to suck. Nobody's perfect when they first start out, right? And so I go back to some of the old Instagram posts I have and, you know, some of the old blog posts and I cringe a little bit. But you just need to be consistent because you get better over time. And then once you do have the audience, you're at the point where you're good enough for that audience. Does that make sense? 
So the pros of building your audience, number one is that it's a really, really warm audience. And so what I mean by that is that if people come across you through your content marketing, they generally become your kind of raving fans. And so your audience that really is intimately uh, closely associated with your work and they like what it is that you do. That's why they keep coming back and reading your blog posts and listening to, you know, your podcast episodes. So they're a really warm audience so that when the time does come that, you know, you have an offer for them. So, you know, you're telling them about your service as a copywriter, for example, they're going to be a lot more receptive to that offer. Now, the other pro is that it is free. It doesn't cost anything to do this content marketing thing, which is so, so cool. What it does cost you, though, is time. So content marketing isn't free in terms of the time that it takes you. It obviously takes time to create a podcast episode and to create a blog and to do all of those things, to post on Instagram. But it is one of those things that when you're first starting out in business and when you're in your first kind of couple of years, you might have more time and, you know, less money. And so it's something that you really go all in on in the early days, although I do recommend consistently doing it. Uh, and then changing your tact further on, right? Now, the cons of content marketing and building your audience is that it is slow and steady. Now, I have a lot of people that kind of go, oh my gosh, it's not working, like I said earlier. And so it's not that it's not working, it's that it takes time, you know? So what will happen once you've got, you know, two or three or four years under your belt? And I'm in a position now where I've got a lot of business friends who are a few years in, and so they've got a library of content marketing content now that's really working for them and they don't even really need to be producing content at the scale that they used to, right? But it took time to get to that point and they've got audiences uh, now that they can sell to, right? And they've built up their business so that they can start to focus on things that take less time and potentially uh, cost money instead. So they're the pros and cons of building your audience. Now, the way that you'll go about it is, as I mentioned, social media platform have one, core content channel have one, always be building your email list. Depending on your business model, it's more important and less important. My business model, absolutely very important. If you're a service provider, a coach, very, very important. So have a lead magnet related to your free content and make sure that it's related to what it is that you sell. Okay. So that's how the ecosystem all works together. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. Now, I'm interrupting my own podcast episode to let you know that my Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast Masterclass is here. This is a free training where I share the exact step-by-step method that has helped hundreds of my students launch their podcast, many hitting the charts on day one, even with zero experience. This is the exact same process that I use to launch at the top of the charts to get to 300,000 downloads on my podcast and growing every day and hundreds of five-star reviews. The best bit is that I'm giving it all away for free. So if you've ever wondered, should I start a podcast? Where do I start? And how can I launch it into a wildly successful podcast? You are the perfect person to come and join me in this masterclass. Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash podcast masterclass to get instant access. All right, let's get back to it. So the second way that you can grow your audience is to borrow your audience. So this involves borrowing an audience from other people and businesses that already have established platforms. Now, this is a way to really supercharge your growth. 
Borrowing an audience actually kind of usually requires you, though, to have some established audience of your own. And so I don't recommend employing this tactic until you have uh, at least started to build your audience, right? You started to find your voice through your own content marketing and that sort of thing. Once you've done that, though, you can start to reach out to other businesses at a similar stage to you. And this was huge when I first started my own business and collaborate with them. And so, you know, this really works for people who have similar but non-competing audiences. So, you know, if you're a social media manager, you might collaborate with a, a copywriter, for example. If you are a online course creator that specializes in tech, you might collaborate with somebody that specializes in podcasting. And that's something that my friend Louise, uh, Louise Henry and I have done in the past. You know, so it's uh, making sure that it's people that aren't direct competitors to you, that have an audience of a similar size and that have a, you know, it's a win-win for both parties. So, you know, you could be collaborating through something like a joint Instagram live where it's cross-pollinating your audiences. Uh, you could be collaborating through, uh, you know, um, a training that you do together. So, a, you know, a, a joint venture training where you both email your email list to tell people about the training and then, you know, both uh, uh, parties come along. So, there's there's actually probably about a million different ways that you can collaborate. Uh, guest podcasting is another really uh, powerful one uh, in terms of not collaborating, but in terms of borrowing audiences. So, this is something that I am really bullish on and it's something that I actually teach in my podcasting course, even though it's not related to starting your own podcast, but it's appearing on other people's podcasts and something that you can do to kind of get in front of other people's audiences is to develop a nice, real, and I really, really mean real relationship with podcasters and uh Uh, basically appear on their podcast, get in front of their audience if you have something that is valuable to share with their audience and if you can communicate that in a pitch that sounds really genuine, you can have a lot of success with that, right? So that is borrowing. Now, I recommend uh, just to recap on that particular part that you borrow from people that have or, or you collaborate with people that are at a similar point to you in terms of audience size, in terms of all of that sort of thing. And also that you look for opportunities to uh, get in front of other people's audiences through things like, you know, it used to be guest blogging, but really guest podcasting is such a powerful way of doing that uh, these days. So what are the pros of borrowing your audience? Number one is that it's more exposure than you could get on your own, okay? So if you're just, you know, creating your content week in and week out and you feel like you're kind of posting to crickets, you can start to supercharge that growth by getting in front of other people's audiences, cross-pollinating audiences, and it's a chance to get, you know, eyeballs that wouldn't otherwise have known about you onto your platform and build that audience. And number two, it's such a great great uh, way to develop relationships. Borrowing audiences is really a great way to develop relationships, which can open up doors that, uh, you know, really didn't exist otherwise. Now, the cons is that it takes time. So, a collaboration takes time to set up. It's not, you know, it's not something that happens, you know, quickly. You've got to work with the other person. You've got to invest time into it. And it needs to be a strategy that you go all in on. Now, I actually recommend just like I did with uh, content marketing that you have one 
form of borrowing audiences. So you might decide to go all in on, you know, guest podcasting. Uh, You might decide to go all in on uh, joint venture webinars, for example. Choose one, just one, and absolutely nail it. So the third way that you can go about uh, building your audience is buying, right? So this is involving paid advertising to really supercharge your growth. And it's uh, including but not limited to, although really it kind of is in my mind, very heavily focused around Facebook and Instagram advertising, right? So if you pay for Facebook and Instagram advertising, what you can do is really supercharge your audience growth. And if you're ready to scale, Facebook and Instagram ads are probably going to do that more than anything else, right? Uh, You really can't control the rate of audience growth with things like, uh, you know, content marketing, right? You're really at the mercy of how many people come across you. But with something like Facebook ads, how much money you put in can have, if you do it the right way, a direct correlation on how many people uh, come into your audience. Now, I recommend that you don't start with Facebook and Instagram advertising if you haven't yet put effort into building your audience. And that is because running ads without first refining your content strategy, creating content that people love and really building up your own platform is going to make it harder to really effectively run ads. It's something that I really recommend, you know, once you get to the point where you start to have less time and your business is building and you've got more money, right? You can start to invest into things like Facebook ads. They can really pour fuel onto the fire of your audience growth. But you need to have, you know, that organic content, that organic content marketing so that when people do find out about you and they come over and check you out, you've got all of that sort of content there to warm up those people that you're attracting through things like Facebook advertising. So in terms of, you know, the pros, it can really scale what it is that you're doing. In terms of the cons, what I find is that with Facebook advertising, you generally have lower conversions. And what I mean by that is that if you're running ads to an offer of yours, so say, for example, you want people to purchase uh, a service of yours or whatever it is, and you never run ads directly to an offer unless it's a tiny offer and that is a discussion for another day. But once you kind of start running ads to people, they're generally not as warmed up to you, okay? So people that, you know, uh, end up purchasing from you from things like content marketing will happen at a higher rate than people who have freshly come in from Facebook ads before you've had a chance to warm them up with things like your content marketing, uh, simply because they don't know you, like you, they don't trust you yet, right? And so that is really the secret sauce when it comes to uh, making sales at the end of the day. And so there you have it. That is what I recommend in terms of building your audience, whether from scratch or whether you're looking to build your audience more. I recommend that you start with building. Content marketing needs to be the foundation of any really solid audience growth strategy. Then what I recommend doing is the borrow strategy. So borrowing audiences, doing things like guest podcasting, right? But you need to do it in a strategic way. I cannot uh, emphasize that enough. Uh, the amount of, you know, really poor pitches that I get for my own podcast is mind boggling. <laughs> uh, but things like collaborations work really well as well. And then finally, you know, the buy strategy, which is starting to scale with things like Facebook and Instagram advertising. 
you'll basically choose the mix that works for you. So think about, you know, your skills and play to your skills. Think about the time that you have and think about where you're at in your business because the way that you build your audience will change over time depending on your time and your money and your resources and all of that good stuff. All I want you to do, though, is to make sure that you are spending time focusing on the growth of your audience. It will have a direct correlation to the success of your business. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. Make sure you head over to Instagram. Send me a DM at Stevie Says Social. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And guys, if you haven't already, I do have a 30-day stories challenge running at the moment, and I would love you to come and join us. Come and show up on stories for 30 days. I'm going to give you a prompt. It gets sent straight to your email every single day, along with hacks and tips. If you're listening to this in real time, it is free. If you're listening a little bit later on, it is going to be a paid offer. So I'd recommend hot-tailing it over there, signing up for it now, come and show up on stories with us. Guys, as always, this is my favorite part of the week. I love recording these podcast episodes. I'll see you over in the DMs and hopefully you'll have me in your ears this time next week. See you guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast episode. This podcast was edited by my awesome friends over at Podcast VA. If you're a podcaster wanting to outsource your own podcast editing, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash outsource and get all the details there. Hopefully you liked today's episode. And if you did, please leave me a quick rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. I would be so grateful. And come and say hi. DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. It's at Stevie Says Social. See you next time.